From Johannesburg to Jerusalem, the world is always changing, growing and innovating. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters, the thought leaders and those creating news before it happens. Only on the New Blue Review, your favorite Jewish culture and current affairs show. Every Monday at 9 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. What better way than to look at some of the history of aviation in our country? And you may be amazed to know, if that is an interest of yours, that there is a South African Airways Museum Society that looks at the history of SAA going all the way back to its foundings from the very, very beginning, right up until uh, the most recent uh, big Boeing 747s and everything in between. And uh, they have a, a museum right around the corner in Germiston. And so we thought we'd bring on some of the guides to the show and chat about what they have on offer. So we have on the line Margaret Boschoff and Michael Blackburn. They were both longtime stewards at SAA and now our guides at the museum. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us on High FM. Thank you for the opportunity to invite your listeners to the museum, Benji. For people who may not know about the museum or, or how it got started, give us a bit of a history. How is it that SAA has, has a museum? Where did it come from? Hey, Benji, my name is Michael Blackburn. I flew as a flight attendant for South African Airways for 40 years, and I've got my colleague here with me, Margaret Boschoff, who also flew as a flight attendant she did for 41 years. Guys, we decided to come and join the museum as tour guides. And we've had great success. People are loving our tours. We'd love to invite all your listeners to come and join us. Absolutely. I mean, I went on the tour myself personally, which is absolutely fantastic. And you get to see uh, what the what the museum is is all about. Uh, tell us for what it, what kind of planes that it is that you have actually on show that people can can see if they come on a tour. We have two 747s, Boeing 747s on display, and then we have DC-4, the Constellation, the Lockheed Lodestar, the de Havilland Dove. So from 1934 until the Le Bombo, which was 1971, and the Maluti, which is the SB, which was 1976. So quite a variety of aircraft and history at the museum. And, and that's part of the amazing thing that I think you can see if you go to the museum is, is how the planes have actually changed since the 30s. You know, you can see some of the planes have, have propellers and in some cases very, very few numbers of seats. And right up to the 747s, which take, you know, hundreds of people, it's quite remarkable to see how aeroplanes have shifted really only in the last hundred years. Benji, we're very, very proud of our history at South African Airways, and we'd really like to encourage your listeners to come and have a look and find out more. We're doing a fabulous tour here where we discuss all the history of the airline right back from 1934 up till today, including emergency procedures on board the Jumbo. We make it fun for the kids as well. We even do a little emergency evacuation where we shout, come this way, jump and slide. <laughs> now, I mean, that, that is part of it. And, and when you're doing these emergency evacuations, that's often taking place on the, on the 747s. And, and those 747s have a huge history. I mean, they're part of uh, South African history from the perspective of the World Cup. 
uh, and um, augurations we often are used to seeing the 747 and these ones actually were directly involved in some of those events that's right the the bomber has the words good luck walker written and painted underneath and she flew over ellis park in 1995 for the the rugby world cup captain laurie Kay did that fly past and um he was three, three minutes early, I think, for the show. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get that kind of history as well. Now, you guys were both uh, stewards on, on SAA for, for many years. Uh, Michael, you said you're, you were there uh, for 40. Uh, what has changed in the way that, uh, that, that stewards have had to operate in, on the airline. I, for example, I was amazed when I was on the plane, there were still smoking lounges up until quite recently. Gosh, yeah. A lot of people, they didn't know that. Remember in the 70s and 80s, we were still smoking on board, hey? And it's quite amusing to be able to show people the ashtrays on the armrests. A lot of young people today never knew that. So, yeah, you learn a lot. And the other thing, of course. the pleasure of the day they stopped the smoking. I was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it must have been a great improvement. And, of course, the other thing is is uh, televisions. You know, we're very used to flying today when it comes to having your own television. You can watch whatever you want. You can listen to things. But up until quite short time ago, you had to watch pretty much whatever was given to you on one screen. You know, on Le Bombo, our 747 that we do the tour on board, in the first class, they did get their tiny little screen on their chair, as well as the business class. But uh, I find people are quite amused to see that the screen was even smaller than their cell phones. And then, of course, in economy class, we were still watching a main screen film from the projector. Sorry for you if you'd already seen the film. <laughs> you had to watch what we showed. <laughs> One of the other things which I found really interesting is that you get a behind-the-scenes look at what its life is like as a steward uh, on, on SAA. For example, I didn't know, and, and what I learned was that if you're a steward, you actually had to sleep during the, uh, during the flight, and you got your own sort of bed and room inside uh, in, inside the airplane, which these days has actually moved down into the into the cargo hold. Tell us a little bit about what it's like to be a steward and how it is that uh, you know that that you come came to do this kind of work. Well, we used to have long flights to Europe, having flown around the bulge of Africa. Um, so we would have in-flight rest, and we would have bunks in a little crew rest. We called it a crew rest, which is at the back of the aircraft, the Labombo, and. Previously, that was known as a vanity room for ladies on board the aircraft, which had for only ladies could go in there to do their makeup. However, later it was changed into the crew rest. And then we had a hierarchy where we would have first class crew, business class and economy. First class at the top, business class in the middle, economy class crew was slept at the bottom. So that's what we used to do. And we used to have about three hours sleep. Benji, I must tell you something funny. You know, in the 23 years that I worked on board Le Bombo, the top bunk was mine. I can still hear the girls saying to me, Michael, we can't get up there. It's too high. The bottom and the middle are ours. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they used to think, well, if there's turbulence, Michael's going to fall off, not me. <laughs> it's a talk of, of turbulence. Uh, you know, often people obviously wonder about the safety of airplanes, which is is... I think, you know, always what you see in the movies and, and that sort of thing. Did you guys ever have a, a particular flight that was very scary or, or difficult to manage from that perspective? 
My scariest flight, I think, was on the um, SP, the 747 SP from Perth to Johannesburg. We had severe turbulence, and you know you're flying over the ocean most of the way. So that was quite scary for me. We had um, serious turbulence, and once we landed, the aircraft had to be tested for metal fatigue because it had bounced around that much. And that was a bit scary and unpleasant. Yeah, Benji, if I may, I want to use this opportunity also to advertise the book I'm writing. I've started writing a cabinet attendant's personal view of SA-295 called the Helderberg. You know, South African Airways only had one really bad crash. You know, 20 minutes outside Mauritius, they went four and a half kilometers under the ocean. And yeah, it's going to make interesting reading, I'm sure. It should be released by November next year. Yeah, and, and that is something that you can that, that you do actually have at the museum as well. I was I was going to mention is that you do cover the history of the Helderberg and what happened, and there's an explanation. So you also do get a bit of of that aviation history when you when you visit the, the museum uh, as part of the tour. What about passengers? You know, passengers obviously the reason that uh, airplanes fly, but some of them can be quite rude and difficult. Did you ever have any difficult passengers or, or nice ones? I think the nicest ones are our celebrities that sit up front, uh, like Pavarotti, for instance. But you have bad passengers who perhaps mm, drink too much and forget that when you're up in the air, alcohol doesn't do you well. And so um, they become inebriated and then behave badly. So we've had a few little incidents, but mm, I haven't had any air rage. With, uh, it's been a fight or anything on board. I'm not sure if Michael has. Yeah. Um, sadly, most incidents on board, unruly passengers are generally ones that drink too much. So yeah, in my career, I've had to watch out for that. You know, we are allowed to restrict alcohol on board. And sometimes it is necessary to do that, you know, just to keep peace. Scary parts are when we have a medical situation, a medical emergency yeah. of sorts or a death on board. And um, so those are the scary things for us and the bad parts of flight. You know, <laughs> yeah. we have oxygen bottles at every single door on the aircraft. And a lot of people don't know what they're there for. But I can tell you, medical emergencies, hey, how many lives have Margaret and I managed to save just by using those oxygen bottles? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that must be a very uh, scary uh, instance where somebody is ill or, or needs medical attention. And, uh, yeah, I guess the, the message is as, as much as you don't drink and drive, you shouldn't drink and fly, or at least not too much either, uh, which is, is, is an, uh, something <laughs> if you're on the up, up, opposing end as a steward, that must be very difficult to do. So guys, you have this museum and it's up and running. How can people go on tours? How do they find out more information? Uh, and how can they visit if, if they want to come and see the planes and, and understand the history of aviation in our country? You know, Benji, we do encourage your listeners to come on a Saturday or Sunday. Those are days generally when there will be tour guides available and we can have a lot of fun. Uh, I'm available most Saturdays and Sundays and so is Margaret. We do take you on board. And uh, at the moment, I'm doing uh, uh, virtual tours to New York City on board. I really make it a lot of fun, especially for families. And uh, there's so much to learn, so much to hear, you know, especially from people like Margaret and I who have 
40 years experience. Guys, we've got stories to tell that are going to make you laugh and cry. <laughs> yeah. Pastor, uh, your listeners should um, log on to our website or the Facebook page and they can get some information there of our opening times and that type of thing. So, and when tours are available. So, and, and I think. What, what, is, what is that website? SAMS Museum Society. Yeah. South African Airways Museum Society. Okay. So, if you just go SAA Museum Society, uh, you'll be able to get all the details. And, and what is the cost yeah, for the tours and, and to visit the museum? Entrance for adults is 40 rand and for children, 25 rand. Sorry. 40 rand, 25 rand. They also have some great SAA memorabilia. It's it's really just a great outing for the kids. You get to be on the plane, see how they work, uh, understand. It's even, I understand, uh, I imagine COVID permitting, uh, open for events as well. You can have a... You can have a party on the plane even though it's on the ground. You know, Benji, uh, at the moment we are charging 750 rand to people that uh, want to lease the picnic area under the lopper there, under Lobombo's wing. It's a fabulous area with a bright place. We even have a uh, microwave oven. There's a fridge. There's electricity to plug your music into. We encourage uh, children's birthday parties. We had one year just the other day with 20 kids. They love it. And they get a tour of La Bomba after their party. And we also, of course, hire our Maluti. Um, that goes at an hourly rate. So Maluti is there also for birthday parties and weddings, engagements, whatever. If you're getting engaged to someone who's a bit of an air wing nut, then you, you actually can't do worse than, uh, than having your photograph <laughs> <Absolutely>. done there. <laughs> it's really, really <laughs> unique. Guys, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the show today. Keep keep the flag flying, as, as you guys like to say at SAA. And uh, I hope that uh, our listeners will be able to go and enjoy your uh, enjoy your tours of, of the plane. Thank you very much, Benji. We it's, hope that we'll see many of your listeners. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And we look forward to meeting you guys. Thank there you. you that's, 